brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, suds. It's time for more suds. It is most definitely time for suds. Welcome to this suds episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. I am one of your hosts here this on this episode, good old boy Mike. Joining me here at the table are good old boy Dave. Hey, kids. Good old gal Juliana. Hey, everyone. And Reverend Mark. Howdy. Today's episode is a Suds uh, segment, and which are all about beer, beer, and more beer, and apparently a fact that I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is a brewery takeover edition. We're going to be discussing all things from Epic Brewing Company. But first, Reverend Mark has the honors of going over our Suds ratings for today. Okay, we'll be tasting and discussing these beers and rating them with these Suds ratings, plus our signature belching sounds. Here are those ratings now. Suds rating number one. That sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Number two. Was that a belch? These are not live, folks. It's not Dave. <laughs> this time. Yeah. For number once. three. Ah, what a relief. That could be Dave. Number four, a body should really not make that sound. That most definitely is That is Dave. (laughs) I feel better, though. And number five, listen to that hang time. Give me another. That's something he needs to ride home. (laughs) (laughs) That's Dave. That is Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Today's show is a brewery takeover episode. We'll actually be talking about beer from one brewery today, and that is going to be Epic Brewing Company. Based in Salt Lake City and Denver, Colorado, is what we're going to be going over today. So, um, Epic Brewing is uh, has gone through the recent expansion, and we'll talk about that in the background here in just a minute. The beers going to be talking about from Epic Brewing are going to be the following today. Utah Sage Saison, Brainless on Peaches, Big Bad Baptist, Imperial IPA, Sour Apple Saison, Smoked and Oaked Belgian, and Hopulent IPA. Those are the beers we're going to get to go over today. So the one beer that I wish we were enjoying today um, is not here, sadly. It would actually be the Elder Brett Saison, which is not available for this show. I know. You guys are just upset at that. (coughs) And... uh, uh, you know, so um, I was really hoping it should be shipping as the show is broadcasting. So we raved all about this beer during the GABF show. So if you want to know all about that particular epic beer, go back, listen to our GBF show. You'll hear all about the Elder Brett Saison because it was fabulous. Um, and uh, we actually have had the Big Bad Baptist, which is actually on the show today, on a couple other times. But I wanted to keep this in the lineup today because it's just one of one of their stout offerings to talk about and i think this particular show will get to hold it in some balance you know with the other things that they're making at epic as well so um we have some background to go over first about epic and juliana is going to cover that for us today so david cole and Peter Erickson, yay, are the founders and co-owners of the illustrious Epic Brewing Company. So, Mr. Cole and Mr. Erickson, who um, were originally from California. Are you allowed to refer to brewers by their formal title, Mr. and Mr.? I can because I respect these guys. Okay, all right. (laughs) They are life partners and business partners. Okay. Anyways, um, they started an international aquaculture company in Utah in 1992. Wait, wait. Aquaculture in Utah? Yeah. Were they trying to grow catfish by Mormons? I can't even think of a native fish to Utah except maybe Marie Osmond since she got her lip injections. (laughs) 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 We have to stop feeding him beer. Well, there's that. Um, 
Yeah, I know that is a little odd um, to do this in Utah. So, I guess they were waiting for 2008 because that illustrious year in Utah history um, allowed, there was a law that changed um, these entrepreneurs to pursue their longtime dream and probably their more realistic dream of opening a strong microbrewery in Utah. Um, like those that they would hang out at when they were back in Cali. I thought they were trying to bring cheap fish to the warmest, not beer. You're confusing me now. When did we get to the part where they're growing weed? Uh, never. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, will you pass me some of that smoked catfish? <laughs> I'll have that here with my Utah sage saison. <laughs> yeah, hemp catfish. <laughs> Coming at a theater near you. Um, Okay. (laughs) So anyways, together, these two nice guys um, have teamed up with brewmaster Kevin Crompton, a god in his own right, uh, formerly from Bohemian Brewery. You remember that? With the nice little logo, with the nice little guy, and the mustache. Okay, fine. Whatever. Um, Crompton has been brewing for more than 20 years and has brewed for three Utah breweries and another one in, in Hawaii. So, admittedly, these guys are beer geeks, foodies, and epic adventure junkies. Um, The three share a passion for making and drinking, you know, great ales and lagers, etc., etc. So, the team has a strong belief in doing everything all out, which I believe says a lot in their beer. Sounds epic. It is epic. (laughs) Epic, dude. So, Reverend Mark has a story about their recent expansion here. Yeah, you know, like around 2011, I was um, in Salt Lake City and and actually toured the original brewery and was just uh, completely impressed with uh, with their operation there. And I won't go into to everything that, uh, that that they were into at the time and have expanded upon even now, uh, but I knew that they were a beer to be watched, uh, and so. I thought, oh, how bad. They're in Utah. They're never going to come our way. But then in 2013, (laughs) I think it was, when we were at the GABF, we noticed, lo and behold, uh, that they have recently expanded to Denver. And so uh, lead brewer Kyle Rosman uh, is now at the Denver location. And uh, to date, Epic makes about 75 different styles of beer. Uh, now, recent changes to the lineup have been a wild ale line, and they recently added distribution in cans as well. Haven't seen that personally myself, but I'm looking I, forward I can to go it. With it. Yeah. So now, uh, Epic is in distribution in 11 states in the U.S., although it is concentrated on the West Coast. They have been expanded and added uh, to Texas uh, recently. Why Texas and not Tennessee? Anyway. Everything's bigger in Texas, man. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so now, with breweries in two different I like how they say Saison in Texas. Saison. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Or the, uh, we're going to go out back and get the cattle and uh, bring that Saison with you out there. Or about the... The cowboy that comes in the bar and the bartender says, you know, because they got to look at ID, they say, you got ID? And he goes, uh, ID about what? <laughs> wow. So anyway. Sorry, they're, Texas. <laughs> they're in two different states. And salty and, one uh, state at a time. Right, Dave? That's right. As we march on, uh, there are many distribution options we know ahead of us, and we look forward to Epic coming our way soon. Uh, they have been racking up all the awards all over the place, including the silver at the JBF for their Brainless on Peaches, which we have here today, and uh, bronze at the JBF for their Imperial IPA, which we also have here today. I am very glad, at least to this point, that no Mormons, whether they be Fish or Osmond, have been <laughs> harmed during... The epic introduction of epic brewing. <laughs> I am so glad that Dave is always so clairvoyant about uh, our background information. <clears throat> well, I appreciate uh, the the background information we've gone over, and it's really great to cover a really great brewery. You know, um, 
so many of the story about what's going on with breweries right now is that they are expanding geographically. So you're finding West Coast breweries that are expanding, you know, to East Coast and East Coast breweries that are also expanding, you know, either West Coast or to Texas for some reason. And um, so they actually chose to just kind of hop across the state line. And I think part of what has happened with them is that has really kind of opened things up, you know, from their distribution standpoint. Um, so I, I like the fact that they're embracing, you know, change, but they're doing that so that they can um, move their product around, um, you know, in a different way as well. I have not seen anything in a can yet either, and I wonder what, the, you know, what they are putting in, you know, the can, because everything that we had today was in a bottle. Um, and I've only seen most of the, uh, is it uh, Exponential or Experimental? I can't, I can't remember the name of the series uh, that we're having today <coughs> has been in a bottle. So I look forward to whatever they're putting in a yeah, can Yeah, I would like sure. to take a couple of 16-ounce uh, uh, cans of uh, Big Bad Baptist to the next uh, NASCAR race. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's good beer. Go get them, boy. Boogity, boogity, boogity. All right. <clears throat> I know. Well, what may be holding it up, and this is just speculation, from what I understand about Mormons, they do not like it in the can. <laughs> oh! Okay, all right. <laughs> Let's absolutely get to some beer and quickly in whatever it would take to cure Dave. I've asked each host to select their top three picks out of this stellar lineup today. I'll be introducing the beers as we go around, and we'll have some extra time to cover a couple of the beers that may have not been selected in the top three round as well. I know absolutely for sure that the most challenging aspect of this show for Dave and the rest of us will be keeping the Mormon jokes to a minimum today. Well, I like how you're sticking with our theme of offending one entire state, one entire country, and now one entire religion. Uh, it's nice that we're so broadly offending such a diverse audience. I almost f hear those radio programming directors shutting us down one by one. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be time for a segment break. Click. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up first uh, is going to be Reverend Mark to talk about his uh, top three picks. And uh, again, I'll be introducing those as we go around the table here. And I'll be shuffling through some of the information in front of us uh, to talk about it as well. All right. Uh, well, can I go? Do I, can I go either direction? Uh, uh, you can go however you would like to go: sideways, horizontally, vertically, yeah, backwards, uh, forwards. It's a vertical rating here. You know, it's uh, a it's a Mormon style show. You know, they're flexible. All right. Actually, I think I'm going to start out. Does that mean he sh he has to pick multiple favorite beers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> a polygamy of beers. <laughs> Why pick just one? <laughs> as long as you can afford several at the same time. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And the hits just keep oh, on my coming. God. <laughs> and yes, How are we going to get through this? I have not a clue. Yeah, this is the minimum of Mormon jokes. <laughs> at least. <laughs> so one of your picks is what, Reverend Mark? Please get us out of this hole. All right. Well. This, these beers, a number of them could could get you out of any hole or could make you at least more content to just sleep in the hole you're currently in. Uh, wow. I didn't really mean it that way. Anyway, uh, so uh, number three is the Smoked in Oak Belgian. Hmm, how about that? Um, Interesting uh, choice um, to uh, talk about right out of the get-go. So the Smoked in Oak uh, Belgian <coughs> is uh, on the next page as I'm getting to it sometime in the near future. All right, I'm getting there. Here we go. So Epic Smoked in Oak Belgian Style Ale is a Belgian strong ale. They make this in Salt, uh, Salt Lake City is the brewery where they make this. It has an ABV of 9.5%. And so <coughs> um, I think one of the things that... Juliana and I were talking about before we came in here to flip the mics on was they're actually uh, very kind. They actually have some variation in the ABV from one release to the next, and they tell you which which release um, that they have as well. So <clears throat> the cool thing is we actually have 
<clears throat> a frog in our throat that I have to clear out. But uh, we actually have a breakdown of the releases and the ABVs uh, here in front of us uh, as well. So it's really nice that the brewery does that. It's kind of rare to do that, isn't it? It is. Uh, I mean, but not only, you know, what the ABV difference is, but it also gives you variance on adjunct, um, you know, specialty grains that they may or may not use, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it really helps uh, somebody who's, like, new to a brewery, you know, like, look at things and say, hmm, you know what, this one might be interesting. Not just based on what the name of the beer is, but what's actually in it. Yeah. Well, I did make note of what releases we actually had um, <clears throat> in our lineup today, but I'm actually not going to break uh, things down that way. So the ABV on this one we're talking about is 9.5%. Here is the description from Epic on Smoked and Oaked. Again, it's a Belgian strong ale, but with an American fusion twist, dreamt up by Epic, using authentic Belgian-style yeast. This is a malt-driven beer with Miris Otter as a base and a hint of Pilsner malt. For the first twist, we used smoked cherry wood malt mm-hmm. that works its magic. That is definitely the magic in this beer, is it not? Mm-hmm. Bringing yep. a smoky sweetness mm-hmm. to the caramel malt and a bit of peat flavor as well. This mm-hmm. ale really marries together when it hits the cask. The entire batch aging is the whiskey barrels, nicely dries out the perceived sweetness of the caramel malt, leaving an almost scotch-like taste. With smoke, bourbon, hints of vanilla, wood, aged with fruit from the Belgian yeast, and some peat, a very, very special, extremely uh, flavorful strong ale made for sharing. Reverend Mark, your tasting notes on Epic Smoked and Oaked. Well, I just I think it's a really excellent kind of smoke cast uh, effect on the palate that is a, it it uh, it gets a high rating for me at least because uh, they stick to the the less is more sort of standard of balance um, now I'm not sure that I you know personally would prefer like as a as a hobby brewer to venture in the direction of smoked oak Belgians because I think Belgian beers do pretty well on their own mm-hmm. Um so I, I really give them a high ranking on this because I, th- I think they don't deface the complexity of an otherwise fabulous Belgian beer, which it is. Mm-hmm. And so, like I say, they get a high rating for me because of the less is more um, balance that they strike here. I think the cherry wood probably suggests a little bit why that's the case because that's a very you know delicate kind of smoke smoke uh, in the range of smokes that you can go. Uh, so. Um, all things said, I will give it a four. A four. Body should really not make that sound. <clears throat> uh, excellent uh, beer to start right out of the shoot, and a lot of flavor mm-hmm. uh, in that beer going on. I thought the description actually was quite stunning—a representation of actually what is in the glass itself. And uh, so, I think some people will love it. I think some people. I think it is polarizing beer. I yeah. think is what I would say. What's up next, Irvin Mark? All right, number two, and it was, um, there's so many good ones we tried, but I'll, I'm going to give this one uh, the middle, uh, it gets the middle score, uh, not numeric, but just it's sort of in the hierarchy, is the Imperial IPA. Hmm. So uh, we have two IPAs in the lineup here today. We have uh, both the Hopulent IPA and the Imperial IPA. The Imperial IPA is the one that's... Uh, one at uh, GABF that we uh, talked mm. about earlier as well. So, uh, great beer, and uh, I'm glad that we uh, get to talk about it today. This is a uh, the Epic Imperial IPA is declared an Imperial or double IPA. Again, it's made in Salt Lake City. The ABV on this is 9.4%. Here's the description from Epic. This tawny orange ale immediately assaults the senses with a character of hops from the Pacific Northwest. I almost feel like I'm in a movie. Um, an aroma. Um, let's see. Uh, an aroma that combines grapefruit pith with pine resin. Wait, Forch- you did say pith. I said pith. Okay. <laughs> Foreshadows of strongly bitter beer. I'm getting better at diction. You know, every time I say the wrong thing in, in that class, she smacks me with a ruler. So <laughs> that why you keep saying it wrong? <laughs> yep, absolutely. Hit me again. 
the flavor is spicy and juicy with citrus dominating over honey and floral notes, then giving way to a dry, chalky bitterness. The almost sweet finish is accentuated by the strength of the alcohol. Reverend Mark, your tasting notes on Epic Imperial IPA. Well, I just really experienced this particular Imperial IPA as a relatively clean Imperial IPA uh, for such a gargantuan style of beer, you know. Uh, that is, I experienced the complexity of this style in waves or layers, if you will, rather than a head-on collision, you know, sort of at the intersection of Hops and Malt Boulevard. You know, it was just a, as I, as I savored it, I just, I was able to get different taste as, um, you know, as the drinking sensation occurred. So I'd say that it had a very slight, sweet kind of honey aspect to it right at the last that seemed to sort of move the palate from from one kind of taste sensation to the next. Uh, so it was a really, it's a really big beer. You can definitely get the warming effect from it, but it just really struck me as, as clean, very just simple and straightforward mm -hmm. in other ways. So, um, Again, I'll give this one a four. A four? A body should really not make that sound. <clears throat> Great. So what's uh, the last one in your lineup here, Reverend Mark? Well, I've talked about this one on other episodes, so uh, it might not even come as a surprise, but for me, it is the Big Bad Baptist. Yeah. The BBB used to stand for the Better Business Bureau <laughs> stamp of authentication, but for me now at least, the BBB is the uh, the new stamp of authentication for American brewed Imperial uh, Stouts. So the epic Big Bad Baptist is, uh, <clears throat> again, it's also made in Salt Lake uh, City. Uh, it's declared an Imperial Stout. The description here from Epic is it's a big, it's bad. It's bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout with cocoa uh, nibs and coffee. Um, the interesting thing that's in front of us here is that they have over 24 releases. Um, I'm sorry, they actually have over 25 releases <coughs> of this beer. Uh, Soundcheck, uh, that's actually over 27 uh, releases of this beer um, that they've made. So... Um, it has been something that's uh, been on the show quite a bit, and there's a uh, very good reason uh, while it's the case. Reverend Mark, your tasting notes on Big Bad Baptist. Well, I just started out saying, now that's what an Imperial Stout is supposed to taste like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I remember the years, not that many ago, but at least a decade or more, uh, when Old Rasputin was <laughs> the most reliable local domestic Imperial Stout. North Coast, yep. Mm -hmm. it's the North Shore, yeah, it's it's really, it's it, and that's a very, very respectable, you know, domestic Imperial Stout. Um, so, no slight against Old Rasputin at all, but I just think the Big Bad ba Baptist has sort of taken over for me at least and it uh, it offers a roasty chocolate caramel uh, velvety aspect as it goes down a warming sensation that grows but uh, doesn't overwhelm it's not grainy you know in, in an alcohol sense um, and yeah and it just does get better as it warms up and warms up so you do need a big bottle of this just to sit around with for a couple hours so I'm just really really impressed with this and i'm glad also that i brought a couple of bottles home <laughs> from the jbf that are hmm. now in my cellar so yeah this this one's the bomb and i'll give it a five <clears throat> listen that hang time give me another and i think that would be a very common phrase that most people would have around this beer as well so thank you reverend mark for going through your top picks well we're going to take a quick segment break here and we'll be right back with juliana's top three picks come right back Hey, thanks for coming back to Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Today we're talking about a brewery takeover edition on Epic Brewing Company based in Salt Lake City and Denver, Colorado. We're going through our top three picks of a flight of beers we have from Epic. Up next is good old gal Juliana to go over her top three picks. All right, so let's hear what you have there. 
So, sadly, one of my top three has already been spoken for, but that's good. I know. No, but that's cool. Um, The first one I want to talk about is the Smoke and Oaked um, that Reverend Mark talked about. Cool. How about that? Great beer. And a lot of flavor in that thing, too. Definitely. Amazing. It's, you know, for... And I'm thinking as a girl because, well, I'm a girl. Really? Um, uh, Shocking, I know. But what I really like about this is that it's approachable for women even because you have this with a good dessert and it's Mm. an awesome pairing. You know, something kind of chocolatey because the the smoked cherries, um, the smoked cherry wood in that, you know, kind of lends itself to having something chocolate and decadent. So a great dessert beer, if that could be said, but just an overall great beer. And for those people that love scotch and whiskey and bourbon, um, this is, you know, great for you too, because it's just a really great blend of flavors um, in a beautiful dark beer. So I give this a four. A four. A body should really not make that sound. <clears throat> well, I think one of the... Uh, one of the things that I've enjoyed about that beer, I am not a fan of smoked beers. Uh, I'll own up to that. Um, but this is one of those occasions where the smoke is complementing the beer. It's not overwhelming uh, the beer itself. And I think that's one of the things that is so prevalent, you know, in that particular beer. Oh, yeah. And like Reverend Mark said, you know, for it being a Belgian, which Belgian beers, if they're done well, they stand on their own. They don't need any extra fuss or muss added to them. But with the fact that this is subtle and you could still taste the the candy syrup in it or candy sugar, I should say, um, you know, as well as that like cherry smoke in it, it's such a perfect marriage. It's really, yeah, it's really great. So Mm. my props to them for that most definitely what's next in your lineup okay so in doing a little bit more research about epic you know i realized that they recently opened a gastropub called the annex in salt lake city that's right and that's like the first big gastropub (coughs) so what i like about them is that epic thinks outside the box they're not just making you know the imperial stouts and you know a traditional belgian but they're also like venturing into these really interesting um these interesting flavors which brings me to my beer number two the um the sage uh, the the utah sage saison hmm. so uh epic's utah sage saison is um, a spiced herb or vegetable is the category uh, over the, over this particular beer, the ABV on this is 7.5 percent. Here's a description from Epic on uh, their Utah Sage Saison. This seasonal saison is brewed with fresh herbs. The first whiff is that of the festive array of rosemary, thyme, and a dominating profile, leaning towards sage. This beautifully created farmhouse style Belgian beer is warm with herbal notes and backed with earthy hops. So your tasting notes on this beer. Okay, so aside from the fact that I love music, and this reminds me a lot of Simon and Garfunkel, (laughs) pun intended, (laughs) yeah, whatever. Where's that? Where's that? There you go. Do it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I just had to say it. What I love is the subtlety of this beer. I mean... Granted, rosemary can be really harsh, um, you know, but the combination of rosemary, thyme, and sage... very difficult for that to pull it off in beer correctly. Exactly, yeah. exactly, because it could be, I, I mean, it's... It could dominate the beer. You can't be like heavy-handed that. with mm, that, yeah. yeah. But this is just, is beautiful. And then <clears throat> the citra hops in there just give it that little citrus sweetness at the very end. It's just, it's a beautiful drinking beer. And this is some, this is a beer that I think anyone can enjoy. You know, it's it's not too flavorful one way or another. And a lot of people that are interested in getting into craft beers, um, this is a good way to get into something that's different without being overwhelming. Mm. Um, I give this one a four. A body should really not make that sound. <clears throat> well, um, I think one of the things that I loved about this description was uh, the aroma. Uh, mm. Really just takes your breath away, you know, with this beer uh, rather quickly. What else is in your lineup here, Juliana? So the last one that I have that I want to talk about is the Brainless on Peaches. Ooh, Brainless on Peaches. So uh, Epic's Brainless on Peaches is a Belgian strong ale, also uh, declared made in Salt Lake City. The ABV on this is 10.7%, and here is the description from Epic. 
This beer has a rich and complex malt flavor, balanced with a bit of spicy, noble hops. The peach is very subtle with noticeable, but a dry finish with the champagne yeast in the second fermentation in the French Chardonnay barrels. There have been uh, quite a few batches of this made as well. Uh, there's been as many as nine. Again, this is a, a high award-winning beer at uh, GABF and uh, highly sought after uh, for sure. Your tasting notes on this, Juliana. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, um, again, it's another one that has a really interesting aroma to it. Um, and as it warms up, it's really, it, it's opened up even more in terms of flavors. It's it's such a nice blend of, you know, peach, but not overwhelming peach. And that's something that I, I have issues with in some beers. It's almost like the peach syrup is just dumped right into the barrel and you get this overwhelming peach flavor. Then you can't really appreciate the yeast or any of the malts that are in it, if that makes any sense. But this is just a really nice um, peach puree. So you get this nice, subtle peach flavor. The sh- adding the champagne yeast in the secondary, I thought, was a really wonderful idea because it gives you that crispness. Quite innovative. Yeah, it, it really is because you don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's already a Belgian strong ale. You don't really need to do anything else to it. But giving it that little bit of dryness, um, again, just makes it a really wonderful, wonderful beer with, you know, great aroma. And for this one, I give this five wow about that listen to that hang time give me another and i would say that is a very common theme that i've heard uh especially with sitting people at a bar you know in denver i'll have another brainless on peaches absolutely i've heard that quite a bit what else is that in your lineup here juliana would be my three. Oh, that's all your three. Oh, okay. My three. Yep, I'm brain dead. No, I, You're brainless. <laughs> I'm brainless, that's for sure. It's just we're, we're sampling so many high-gravity beers. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Well, up next, with uh, probably a measure of high regret, is Dave with his <laughs> top three picks. <laughs> I have no regrets. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, the only regrets Could I have, Could you just actually, pick one? <laughs> I, uh, not in this show. <laughs> this is not that kind of show. Well, my only regret really is that uh, Reverend Mark and Juliana have both stolen uh, some of my favorite beers. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah, we do, we do that all the time. <laughs> that happens. Sort of like reverse copycat because now I have to go after them. Um, my first beer uh, is the Smoked and Oaked. Oh, how about that? So, <clears throat> Seems to be a good theme. That's a good thing. So, so what do you think about that? Well, when I first tried it, I um, what I really liked was that the the smoke, because smoke beers can be very palatable or they can be the opposite. They can really be hard to drink. And um, this one, the smoke, I thought was very mild and complimentary to the beer. You know, um, and I know you've talked about this before, is that sometimes with, you know, barrel aging or adding smoke, to, to beers you're either you're having um, smoke with beer or beer with smoke exactly you know and i felt like this one the smoke was just enough to really kind of round out the beer and as it warmed up you know as beers warm up they become more of what they are you know you get to see what the real beer is and i felt like it still stayed within balance you know it was still complementary to the maltiness of the beer and everything um and this one I gave a four. Wow, how about that? A body should really not make that sound. <clears throat> uh, great choice. What else is in your lineup here, Dave? So my second beer, which they did not copy, I don't think. I, I kind of faded in and out while I was listening to them talk. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the second one is... Dave, you down to the point where it just sounds like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, is the sour apple saison? Huh, how about that? A sour apple saison. So, uh, Epic makes uh, the Epic sour apple saison, and uh, this uh, particular beer was something I had for the very first time this year. I thought that they had released it for the first time this year, and that is definitely not the case. They have made almost twenty different batches um, of this. So Epic Sour Apple Saison style beer has an ABV of 8.5%. Here's the description from Epic. There may not be a more perfect summer ale. It's sweet yet dry and tart. Apple spiced with coriander, grains of paradise, anise, nutmeg, cloves, cinnamon, cardamom, ginger, 
and a partridge in a pear tree. Whether enjoying ice cold under the hot June sun or pairing with a light dinner as the sun sets into the evening. It sounds like something out of Gone with the Wind. There is no wrong way to enjoy Saison Belgian style farmhouse ale. The grains in this are Pilsner, apple juice, white wheat malt, flaked oaks, and acidulated malt. The hops are Saz and Tanang. Did I say that right? Tetnang. Tetnang. Well, down here in Texas, you can say it however you want. Dave, what do you think about the, this beer? Well, I think this is one of the more aptly named beers. Um, when you smell it, you smell apples. When you taste it, you taste apples. Um, the There's a spiciness from that Belgian Saison yeast uh, in the flavor as well. And the hops uh, are, are there. They're in the background, but I think they complement everything very well. And it's almost, uh, you know, 8.5% is pretty strong for a Saison, but I think it, it's almost like a mild apple wine kind of uh, kind of flavor to me. It's very dry and crisp. Um, it's like drinking an apple pie, uh, especially as it warms up. I, th- I think this is a very delicious beer. And I'm giving it a four plus. Wow. How about that? A body should really not make that sound. Huh. Uh, great choices. So what's uh, what else is left in your lineup here, Dave? Well, my favorite beer of the day. Um, you know, like you said, there were two IPAs, the Hopulent and the Imperial IPA. And, you know, I, I said earlier that as beers warm up, they become more of what what they are you know you get to taste what the true character of the beer is and as they warmed up you know the hopulent i could taste the bitterness sort of taking over the the balance of the beer but the imperial ipa is the one where it maintains its balance the the mouthfeel stays true the the hop malt mallets stay the same but it still has that little bit of bitter finish to uh, to clean your palate you know and um i just really enjoy this beer hmm. what's your suds rating on the imperial ipa i'm gonna go five. Oh, whoops a five oh, wow right. how about that listen to that hang time give me another all really great choices dave and um i know <laughs> <laughs> With that said, listen, we're going to take another quick segment break. Uh, break, break, beak, we'll, we'll break. We're going to get baked. We're going to go bake. More beer. <laughs> we're going to take a break. We'll be right back in just a moment. Get some of that Utah weed. <laughs> Hey, we're back. This is Sip, Suds, and Smokes, and we are talking about Epic Brewing Company based out of Salt Lake City, Utah, and Denver, Colorado. This is a brewery takeover edition. We're talking about all beers from Epic Brewing. We've gone around uh, for a couple of our hosts today with their top three choices. Up next is good old boy Mike with his top three picks uh, for today as well. So uh, really great uh, choices. And, you know, we've done a lot of brewery takeover shows, and sometimes, you know, we we get like one or two good beers with maybe one thrown on for good measure these were all great beers oh my gosh they were. yeah i mean it was really hard to pick like um, a good drink. you know it was it was it would have been very easy to say you know i i think that i like them all um <clears throat> so in um in no particular order actually i will fess up and i'll read them in order so at the top was easily for me it was the big bad baptist you know mm-hmm. uh no problem with uh, picking that right out of the top my tasting notes on uh, big bad baptist uh this time i'll have to go back and listen to myself you know what we talked about it last time but it's just just great balance and i love the finish on this beer uh mm-hmm. this just everything is there and just this great harmony kind of like the mormon tabernacle choir 
I hear them singing hallelujah in the background every time I have a sip of this. I mean, it's just it's such a fabulous beer. It's a little coffee forward, but uh, the cocoa in this just kind of brings a nice bittering around in the entire beer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a beer that I've now enjoyed for a couple of years, and it's easy for me to say i think this may go down as something in my top 10 uh stouts of all time sure i yeah. just think this is a fabulous beer there's no problem i have rated it a five nice. listen to that hang time give me another i mean that's just a fabulous beer you're not going to go wrong picking that out um you know i, I would say it's uh, it's really great definitely is if you're in a place where the you know it's kind of getting a little chilly um this is a good time to you know definitely break out that beer uh, as uh, it gets a little cooler Have as a well. nice uh, snifter of it while you're watching Dr. Zhivago, maybe? <laughs> yes. Yes. That was, uh, that reminds me of last time we talked about that. It was, it was Reverend Mark talking about Dr. Zhivago. All right. I'll, yep. I'll whip that out. I'll probably drop that, you know, whole thing in. And now here's Reverend Mark talking about Big Bad Baptist and Dr. Zhivago. Okay, so uh, <laughs> next up in my lineup is uh, the Sage Saison. Uh, yeah, uh, great beer. And, um, you know, uh, the thing that you guys actually pegged, and I was sitting here, and I was writing down my top three, and you're like, Mike's going to pick the Sage Saison. You're right, I did. Um, so my tasting notes are really unique i mean how unique is this beer uh it just has a very pleasant sage aroma and it's actually present in the finish itself you know sometimes you get you know people that are talking about how they've introduced some herbs into a beer and you smell it but you don't ever taste it um this has it's kind of there on on both ends of the scale which is really great um even though they classify this as a saison i think it's actually closer to a gold nail yeah uh, myself um it's just not too malt and you know, I think when you have something that's a declared saison and really doesn't have enough kind of malt forward, to me, it's probably closer to a, a Belgian gold nail. Um, but uh, just a really great beer and uh, just great balance in this as well. My sedge rating for this is a four. A body should not make that sound. So uh, the last beer uh, in my lineup is echoing right off what uh, Dave picked, which was the Sour Apple uh, beer as well. Um, Just a really great beer. And uh, I just love the nose on the Sour Apple Saison. Um, You know, this is one of those beers that I could just smell all day. You know, and, and even though it's been sitting here in the glass for maybe, I don't know, an hour now, um... It, it still is holding up well in the glass, and that really says an awful lot for the quality of a lot of the ingredients. The nose on this actually smells like a sweet candy apple, um, mm, and it yeah. really just has a, a nice sweet tart balance that's going on in this beer. Um, so I have a suggestion for Epic to uh, take this up just a notch. So I like the fact that they made this uh the way that they did i would like to see a version where they drop out the acidulated malt and they funk this up mm. um i really think that this would be a great beer on the wild ale line um just as it is just drop the acidulated malt you know actually uh i would say put some lactobacillus you know layering on on this wow i think that would just be a fabulous beer even as it stands it is a it's a phenomenal beer i think it's very approachable um i think for some people that are thinking i don't like sour beer this is a good gateway beer uh for somebody to enjoy maybe some of the aspects of a sour beer without having a true quote you know sour beer my suds rating for the sour apple saison is going to be a four as well my body should not make that sound so uh some really great beers uh all the way around there were some that we did not talk about uh here in our lineup and i wanted to see if there are any that uh are worthy of maybe a, a bit of a group discussion. I'm going to throw. Um, I guess the one uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was the brainless on peaches. So um, the thing that that what Epic has done is this is a really great base beer. 
brainless itself uh the yeah. strong ale is something that they have made in many different versions say they have brainless on cherries and you know some other fruit that they've done as well i am not a huge fan of fruit beers in fact i can almost go so far to say there's only maybe three on the planet that i like and this is one of them um and the subtle aspect of the peach you know in this in that in this beer is something that i really love um, it's funny. I did not put this in my top three, but this is probably the one epic beer I've had more than any of the others. Right. Um, you know, mm-hmm. just because I find myself constantly going back to it all the time. Um, and actually, there's another peach beer that's made just right up the road in Fort Collins uh, by, e- uh, not by Epic, but by uh, Odell. And which I did not particularly enjoy. That was the IPA. Yeah. 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 Um, I did not particularly enjoy their rendition of a, a peach-based beer. And so this has been a really good beer that they have taken kind of across the board. And they've introduced, you know, in some other lineups as well. I guess uh, the topic that I wanted to throw out is, is that I think that that's a common theme that uh, across a lot of these beers at Epic is their base beers are very, very good. All by themselves, even yeah. before they introduce any flavor. I think that a brainless all by itself would be a fabulous strong ale. Oh sure. And and I mean it is. When you when you look at their website, um they have the brainless on cherries and brainless on raspberries, brainless on peaches. I'm sure they'll come up with other flavors as well. But yeah, that's another reason why Brainless on Dave. Probably. <laughs> that's redundant. <laughs> but Again, what's nice is that they are, I mean, they're almost like a gold standard for American Belgian beers. You know what I mean? Because their bases are just absolutely stunning by themselves. Mm -hmm. And then what I like about them is they're introducing subtle flavors. They're not overwhelming. So, you know, like in the smoke and oaked, it's a subtle smoking that's there, but you still taste the Belgian beer. Um, you, You know, in the sour apple, it's still got the the belgian base but just enough of that apple aroma and flavor to oh yeah i am tasting a you know a sour apple well i thought Mm. that and that was my only problem with brainless on peaches is that i liked it but i love the taste of peaches and i felt like it was just a little too subtle um i would like to have had you know, with the the fruit versus malt balance on these flavors, I would like to have had a little bit more of the fruit, not not to overwhelm it by any means, but to to just kind of match up to the malt. A little I agree. Bit. I mean, I I think it was um, slightly malt forward, just slightly, and I I completely agree that it, it just needed to be a little bit more equality. It was almost like these the the malt and the peach were in a beer cast society, and the peach was kind of walking behind the malt. And Three they needed, steps. And they needed to be more kind of. Now we've offended another continent. So. <laughs> <clears throat> but two no, down, but I thought the balance down, the balance the balance was like. <laughs> 90% spot on. Yeah. And the only reason I didn't put it in my top three is I didn't feel like it was like perfect, but it was near perfect. Yeah. Huh. You're next, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, I guess one of the things that I'm hoping is that uh, some folks at Epic will uh, enjoy this episode and drop half a case of uh, Elder Brett <laughs> and, a, and another half a case of whatever they're putting in a can for us to enjoy. Yeah, we're and, not greedy. Uh, no. I'm, I'm hoping we'll that anything. it's brainless on peaches El- for sure. So yeah. And Elderberry, Elder Brett? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess and so. we could get into a little Monty Python at that point. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and ten cases of Big Bad Baptist. So <laughs> yeah. I, I've already put my order in. Maybe they'll hear me you know uh i guess the one thing in the in the uh the background story i've been kind of thinking about it here uh other than you know dave quipping in you know through with his uh, comments is <laughs> I, I, you know they just seem like they had a bit of an identity crisis and um it, i don't know it's just like somebody going uh out in the desert to say they want to create a sailboat company it's like okay that just doesn't make any sense because i mean seriously i mean they go to utah to create a brewery i can't think of a 
you know, a more restrictive, you know, state to, to try and open up a brewery. Abu Dhabi? Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know if they funded themselves or if their banker was, you know, smoking crack. I have no idea, you know, to go, yeah, that's a great idea. Well, I don't know. I just don't get it. Either that or maybe they just happen to have Utah roots or they married into Utah families or well, something like that. Well, and it like is close to a lot of beer-friendly states. And you a know, lot of so beer-friendly people who yeah. come to that state for a skiing. Yeah. yeah like, so maybe, I was up in was Altima, and, and I, I can tell you that if you're up there snow skiing for a weekend and you're under considerable pain after your first day, you're going to want a few bottles of this. <laughs> <laughs> I think a few bottles is right. Hmm. Well, uh, it was really great stuff uh, to talk about here from Epic Brewing today. Let's go up and wrap, wrap up our episode for today. Thanks to all our listeners here at Sips, Suds, and Smokes. You can catch all of our episodes online on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, PRX, YouTube, Uncle John's Basement, and Spreaker, our native media host. Our terrestrial radio stations are calling Dave every single week and going, uh, what do you mean by leave the cork in? And they're still choosing to expand uh, into other areas even after he answers those questions. If you'd like to hear this show on your favorite radio station, send them a note and copy us as well. Tell them those Mormons are making great beer. You can, <laughs> you can reach us online anytime at info at Sip, Suds, and Smokes. We now have fan mail available for Dave, and that can be sent to leave the cork in at sipsudsandsmokes.com. All our, one word. <laughs> I know. I have truly opened a beast. Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every single day. Our handle on Twitter is at SipsudSmoke. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Listen, do us a favor. If you happen to be listening to us online, rate this episode. It's a really big help to us. We get to see your feedback as well. I definitely want to thank my co-host for joining me on this episode today. Reverend Mark, thanks for being here. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Good old gal, Juliana. What an epic day. <laughs> good. And good old boy, Dave. Hit me up, babies. <laughs> After all of that, he did not use his catchphrase today. I can't believe you it. You already said it like four times. I know. You're going to leave the cork in yes, for sure. leave your cork in and <clears throat> my cork in, too. <laughs> He says it with such a measure of flair and enthusiasm. Well, I am going to ask our uh, listeners to join us once again. This is good old boy Mike asking you to keep on sipping. Tan Hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>